We're all still learning, and we'll talk about it on this episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. Is everybody ready for the Mind Dog The Magnificent Show? Start the clock! And welcome, my friends, to yet another episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. I'm Matt Napo. Thanks for coming. It's great to have you here, as always. I'm in a good mood tonight. I hope you're in a good mood tonight, too. Um, I have my guest sitting in the back room, and I'm going to talk about her like she's not in the room. Cause I, I, and make her listen while I talk about her like she's not in the room. But I'm going to say good things. Um, there are times in your life where you meet somebody, and without even thinking about it, you know if you like them or don't like them. And my guest tonight is one of those people that I met for the first time, and I knew I liked her right off without even getting to know her one bit. I just knew right away I liked her. And that experience happens a lot in life, instinct, intuition, whatever you want to call it. You meet people, and you know there's there's something there that you can connect to. And and so I'm glad to have my guest with me tonight. Uh, When I first had her on, 235 episodes ago, and it was just last year, um, she was doing a podcast. I believe she's uh, put that on hold for now, and we don't know really what we're going to talk about tonight, except that uh, we're just going to catch up a little bit. Uh, And so I'm happy to be ending a week this way after some heavy conversation this week, uh, but it's a thrill to have her back. Now, I got to say, one thing that really knocks me out is her voice. And her dad's got the same voice. She introduced me to her dad, by the way, who's been a, a guest on this program uh, on this, uh, twice now, or three times, actually. And he's got a radio voice, too, and she's got a radio voice. And then I found out through her dad that uh, radio is in her family, but uh, really, really charming and easy to listen to voice. So um, sometimes I can get lost just listening to the sound of her voice. So that might happen tonight. Just a fair warning. Ladies and gentlemen, without any sponsorship tonight, please welcome in my friend Morgan Roberts to the Mind Dog TV podcast. Morgan, welcome back. Thank you for having me back. I wasn't expecting that that sweet intro. (laughs) And also, I hate the sound of my voice. Well, uh, I have to... I have to disagree with you on that because if I listen to, especially listening to, I know you kind of put the podcast a little bit on, on the back burner for now, but if I listen to episodes of the podcast, you have a voice that was made for radio, not necessarily um, like a, or like pop music radio where you're introducing songs, but talk radio, uh, very easy to listen to. So, uh, you know, well, it, I appreciate that. it runs in your family though. Cause your dad, your dad has got, that big um baritone very cool voice. yeah he's actually taking classes on that did you know that he's the uh if you go to the alamo he's the i don't know he i can't see the chat on here but i know he's on here and i may be wrong but at one point you could go to the alamo and put these headphones on and there's this ghost of alamo pass that talks to you and that was that was his that was his voice wow yeah, yeah. He's he's here. I see him. He said, "I'll be here." I guess he's not here. Oh, that was that was yesterday. <laughs> my dad was already. My dad was already here. He's excited for you. He's he, he he's proud of his his daughter. So good dad. Yeah, and uh, he pro- he promoted this tonight on his uh, YouTube channel for Mars Fam. So 
So are you into the whole, whole Mars stuff that, that he's into? Yeah, I I am one of the people that coined Mars fam. Mars fam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, are you not a part of it yet? Uh, I, I'm a part of it uh, symbolically, I guess. I don't know what it means <laughs> to be a part of it. I, I, I love the conversation and I love uh, uh, the in information he presents here, but what does it mean to be, what do I have to do to actually be part of it? <laughs> Subs well, um, well, I guess you subscribe and then you get uh, you get um, any an email whenever he puts out an episode but eventually there will be merch and that's my department oh no i am subscribed i don't get an email though i guess i have to ring the bell you have to subscribe and then ring the bell to get that email i guess I it's i guess it's the youtube boy now yeah. yeah oh well actually i think i don't even know i'll let him explain that part but he's doing this whole separate thing because of the youtube algorithm that's got him all messed up Oh, I didn't. I wasn't aware that that he got messed up any anyway. Well, that's that's why we do podcasts and not. Oh, uh, well, you know. So what's going on with you? I mean, why why did you decide to kind of put the the podcast on the back burner for now? Because I couldn't commit to a topic, and if I did, I can't get my guests to sit and and be interviewed. And so, and, and then with my blog, I've, I want them to be separate. I want my blog to be about the mental health. And then I want the podcast to be kind of like your show. Just whoever comes on can talk about whatever they want. But if I'm on another show, I want to talk about my blog. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. In a uh, perfect world, that's what I want. Uh, well, well, I've been reading your blog. You um, have. Yeah, and, and there, there's some really cool stuff on there, but uh, I, a lot of it, pretty deep. Um, <laughs> it, it is pretty deep. I'm, I'm on the. I read the superstition one just uh, today, uh, and and the quote about fear, uh, I thought was pretty cool and and, and original thinking on, on the subject. Uh, you mind if I read the quote? Sure. Okay, here, here's what it says. This is, uh, I think it's pretty cool anyway. It says, uh, here, here's what I'm trying to say. Fear is the most limiting force for a human being. A fear-based state of existence is consumed with suffering, owning to the constant stress of living each day. Instead of living unconsciously, lost in your mind's endless chatter, we should live consciously, present in the moment, become free from the control of your mind and practical gratitude. Dang, I've never heard someone read that to me. Well, <laughs> it, it, it's it's very cool because uh, I don't know if you see my CD. It's called "Living in the Moment." I Whoa, spent a, CDs. I, I spent a year in, uh, working on that concept of just trying to because at some point it hit me that we're always either living yesterday or or, or tomorrow. We're never really just in this moment enjoying this second that we have right now so mm -hmm. it took me a year to write about that and then i i see that you kind of summed it up in a nice little tidy paragraph there <laughs> much better than i could ever in 17 songs so it it means a lot to me and i i think um that whole idea of living fear-based is all is all because we're always living for tomorrow or, or regretting what we did yesterday and, and overthinking both forward and backwards yeah, and I overthink 
everything and my anxiety creates a lot of the fear and that's what holds me back from i mean doing this show the first time i mean your show's not doesn't isn't fearful but my anxiety makes it that way it did anyways yeah you know well, what i mean yeah Ooh. but but i'm kind of easy to talk to one yeah that's right. why I'm, I'm really excited i mean i'm going into this yeah, about two hundred and thirty-five episodes apart. You know, that's kind of too long. You should check in. Well, a lot has transpired in. Yeah, six uh, months. How has life been good to you? Have you been Have you been uh, doing well? Uh yes. I. It's really hard for me to say that. Kayla, will you get her? That um. <laughs> Uh, you want to knock on wood before you say no, it. No, I'm not. I'm not going to knock on. I'm not going to knock on wood. I might. Anyway, um, I just lost track of what you just asked me. Well, you were just going to say, and I'll, I, I'll read your mind here. You're just going to say it's hard for you to say things are going. It well. is hard for me to say that my life is going well because at this moment it is going well, and I tell my therapist, you know, as soon as I walk out the door, this building is going to explode or something bad's going to happen. So I knock on wood because I'm superstitious like that because it, it feels like it does. Like I leave that session and everything's great, and then all and then. Can I cuss on here? I forgot. Yeah, you can say whatever you want on here. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, but I'll tone it down. But shit hits the fan, it seems yeah. like. And yeah. so I knock on wood to uh, hopefully, you know, not have shit go wrong. Yeah, yeah, but I get it, man. Believe me, I get it. Because I, in a lot of ways, I'm like you with that, and I struggle not to be like that because I I do believe that in some way, our thoughts manif manifest what happens to us, right? So if I if I focus and think that bad things are going to happen, I'm going to attract bad things into my life. So I know mm -hmm. that consciously, but I try not to. But still, my nature pulls me towards negative thought a lot. You know what? I have feel like I have such a control over manifest manifesting things that i will have if i have a negative thought i will sit there and tell myself to get it out of the universe because that is going to happen when i talk to my therapist about this she listens to me and she, you know uh accepts what i'm saying but has her obviously realistic version of way of thinking that we don't manifest things but i think i don't think she's right about that I, I'm not. I don't think in a magical way we manifest things, but I think if we dwell, on, if we dwell on a certain thought, we we are more tend more likely uh, to act in a way that's going to produce that in our life. Yes. Yeah. That's but but that's not magic, and I, I think that's probably why he or she. I'm you know I'm not sure if, if, if the gender of your therapist, and I don't think it matters. But I think that probably the reluctance is it sounds like magical thinking because every time I hear like, um, what do they call it? The the law of attraction. Every mm -hmm. time I hear, every time I hear about it, I think, well, it sounds, it sounds like new agey uh, and and magical thinking, but it's not really. It's really about what we what we focus on here ends up being the direction our behavior takes us into. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what he or she said yeah but uh, i still think it's magic so 
So do you want, you know, are you aware of what I've been talking about all week? <laughs> Probably not, right? Um, started with Sunday night with, I've been wanting to talk about simulation theory. You know what simulation theory is? Maybe. It's, it's basically <laughs> scientists who never believed in God ever now all of a sudden believe that there is, might be a God, but if there is, he's a computer nerd programming at a game like like we're on Twitch and you and I are both just characters in a simulation that somebody else is creating in a big massive computer and uh, so God is like at a laptop right now up in where or wherever not up sideways wherever but programming this moment right now and everybody else's moment right now and there's like a like a guy on Twitch <laughs> like a teenager on Twitch is it is that real I don't I don't know what to think of it because some very smart people think about it, uh, wrote about it, but I can't get the super smart people who wrote about it to come on and talk about it in because, public. Because they I would want to talk about it. That's like <laughs> it's like the Sims game or something. You know? I don't I that is more outlandish than flat earth people. Yeah, well, well it's it's kind of like a, a new religion, but the, it, the astonishing part of it is it's been scientists who've been anti-religion their whole life have now found a new religion, and it's it's so geeky that, that it, it a nerd it, is controlling us. Right, a computer programmer is wow. controlling. Wow, how so are you going to get these people on here? You got to. I got I I uh the the biggest guy is the guy uh the guy who's wrote the uh, definitive book on it Neil Bostrom uh Nick Bostrom I've I've asked contacted him twice he said he when things slowed down I should contact him again that's my best hope but I'm in Facebook groups about this stuff and there's a physicist in there who believe in this stuff but they won't come on and talk about it I wish you could have Brian Cox on here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, love him. I, I want to try and get him too. I, I, I think I, <laughs> like last year, I tried to get him. Can so. I be a part of that? Well, yeah. sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> why not? I love him. Uh, actually, Thursday nights in May, I'm going to start like making Thursday nights an open mic night where people can call in, or if they're friends and want to get the the link and come in and make it a party. You know, an open mic night. The show is is the so we can night. have multiple people on here because yeah. it says you can have up to ten people. Or yeah, up up to ten people at a time, but can also have like m more than that in the waiting room. So yeah, we swap, swap people in and out and all that kind of stuff. But it sounds like a good time. I don't think I'd ever get that many people. Most of the people of who want people are shy. People are really. I've shy. learned that they like being in the chat room, and we have people in the chat room. How now. do I get to that? Oh, you can't see up. it? No. Um, I don't, don't want to mess anything up either. I don't know if I can turn it on. Right. Uh, let me see if I can. Uh, settings. What's settings? Maybe it's my full screen. Settings. Uh, let me see. Guess. Guess. Guess can see viewer comments. How about this? Can you oh, see them now? Oh, here we go. Oh, I can. Comments. Oh, look at, oh look Dad, hi. I'm a computer geek. I must be God. Look at it. um, it's just my mom and dad watching. Love it. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, really? <laughs> hey, welcome, Jimmy. Uh, good to see you again. Um, 
So uh, be, after the simulation theory, though, st still on, on, on the heavy thoughts for this week, after the simulation theory on Sunday night, I had uh, a pastor from Mississippi on who uh, wants us, uh, he wrote a book about uh, AI and robots uh, and our fear that ro robots might someday take over the world and run things and make humans the slaves of robots. Uh, and that I had another, a similar guy on today about that same subject, which kind of ties into that whole technology uh, and futuristic um, spirituality of the whole of the whole week. Is it's just that whole topic there? And the the, the, the pastor is making the argument that robots can't have a soul. Well, maybe they can, but he's making the uh, uh, argument that they can't, but we should still grant them personhood so they're treated as people and have rights, voting rights, I guess, and, and all that kind of stuff. When robots become uh, intelligent, not when artificial intelligence becomes real intelligence. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you think? What do you think of that? <laughs> I, I really don't. I really don't know yet. I know. I think about that because it, I don't know about it either, but it's it's a it's a pretty interesting thought that robot. You know, when you think about artificial intelligence and they talk about humanoids and um, and, and becoming more human like, more intelligent, at some point they you know they'll be on beyond doing just tasks for us, but actually thinking for us, we become obsolete. You know, the and why don't we? Why wouldn't we stop doing that? Because we're stupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, and I bring this up because if that's my take on it is like we've never seen horror films or sci-fi films where, oh, things can go wrong with experiments. Like, and we do it all the time, like bringing the killer bees from Africa to, to mate with honeybees in, in the North America. Nobody thought, well, I've seen this horror movie and I know it doesn't work out well, uh, but we do it anyway. And so that that's why that's the short answer to why we don't stop creating and smart robots COVID, well i know we're you know we love still talking about it but wasn't covid being was made and being tested and then right you see where i'm going with that that, that was well no I, that was part you of this week too i had a, a guy on who was written a book about the lab leak theory and uh, basically he made a good case that you know, there it had to be a lab leak because, uh, first of all, the gain of function experimentation with they do that they did with viruses was banned in the United States just for that reason. Went over to China and we were funding it with American funds, uh, but the idea that it came from bats that were three thousand miles away from Wuhan to infect. The, the center of Wuhan, China, is mm. a lot less likely than the lab that's right in the center of, of Wuhan and a guy getting bit by a rat and then going out into the public and and or or a bat, not a rat. <laughs> Some, sometimes I don't know what I'm saying. The words just come, come out. Me neither. <laughs> so it's been a heavy week with all this kind of uh, futuristic. And so um, I, the reason I brought this up was because of your quote about fear. With all that crap going on, how can we not be anxious and, and fearful in, in the world when you hear about all these things? And I don't mean to stress you out. They believe me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it, isn't it hard to, to hold on to that idea that you 
uh, you mentioned about being in the moment and not living a fearful life when all we are uh, bombarded almost all the time is with all these <laughs> sci-fi horror. This, all this shit. Yeah, it's like a yeah a horror movie. Well, you know, did you get vaccinated? Not yet. Are you? Not that I care, really. I, I'm torn. I, <laughs> I'm, you sound I'm like really, me. I when people would ask me that question, I did that made that same sound. I I I'm pro vaccination. I was vaccinated before I went to elementary school, but this one that was rushed too quickly for my comfort, and and the fact that they're trying to force it on me and say, um, if you don't do it, you're not going to be able to do this, that, or the other thing. Yeah, I, I could deal with the travel to other countries. Fine, I get it. If I if I want a passport, I'm going to have to get vaccinated somewhere too. But they're trying to say you won't be able to go to a grocery store, you won't be able to uh, go to a restaurant if you don't get vaccinated. And I said, why? We can still wear our masks, yeah. and you're basically walking around with like a rabies tag in your in your wallet once you get it. And um, I got the Johnson and Johnson one that in the span time time span that they're saying be concerned about it have yeah, you yeah. been reading up on that the blood yeah, clots yeah 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 and 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 so yeah who knows so here's the thing i think about <laughs> because i'm selfish if everybody else is vaccinated if if there are everybody in america it gets vaccinated except you and me we're not mm -hmm. a problem. We're not a problem. We can't spread it to any of them. They've all been vaccinated, and, and we're we're not going to get it from them because they've all been vaccinated. So we're cool, right? So we don't need it. Well, you know, and I was originally going to go with my dad and and see what he does, and then I got a message from someone who was like, hey, I have a shot for you if you can get up here in 30 minutes. So I was like, well, why not go and get it? And so I did. But until up until that point, I was – I wasn't – I never got COVID. I was – I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just wasn't really worried about it for I myself. Got, I, got anyway. it. I got it. I got it. it. I got it three times. What? <laughs> three times. Well, well should... uh, here's the deal. Uh, I was in an office on January 3rd of 2020, and a guy who had just come back from Wuhan, China with the flu was it right in front of me that night. I felt sick, and I told my wife, I think I have the, I'm coming down with the flu. I came back from China with the flu. But I said, it's the weirdest feeling flu I've ever had. I don't really feel sick. I just kind of can't taste anything. I can't smell anything, and I'm, I, I have a fever. And mm -hmm. it went away. It went away really quickly. And I was like, well, that was the weakest flu I ever had. But then I tested positive a month later when my wife had it. I tested positive, and then... Two months ago, three months ago, uh, the kids were in the house and they had it, and I tested positive again. But I don't. The first time I was never tested, but we're just assuming that was COVID. So I think I got it three times. Both of the times that I tested positive, didn't feel a thing. That doesn't mean it's not a bad disease. Just for me, it was just not. It was nothing. It was a nothing wow. disease for me personally. So, uh, my yeah, my dad had my a lot of people in my family had it. Um, I I got tested at least five or six times. I even got a had to get a molecular test to go back to work. That I, I eventually, while I was getting another test after that, got fired from that job while I was waiting to get swabbed 
for a test. Wow. Yeah. But it was a blessing in disguise getting fired from that job. So it's all good. <laughs> well, that's uh, good to recognize. You know, uh, there have been times in my life where I've uh, let things like that really upset me in the moment, but then realized after the moment what a blessing it was. But you you don't re realize it in the moment. Did you realize it in the moment that it was a blessing? Did you want it? To no, I uh, was bawling when she was coming to swab my nose, so it's not coming out of it. When it's like <laughs> She said, do you have a job? Where do you work? And I said, well, I just got off fired from my job. So, And then I called Kayla, and I'm freaking out. And then two days later, I get a message from a boss that I worked with in 2018 asking if I – needed any work and I was like hell yeah I do and so I'm still working with dogs and um, I was working at a animal hospital when I got fired and I was on the 90 day trial or not trial 90 day um, probationary probation and training yeah. <laughs> and so one of their biggest things was you need to answer the phone at three rings you don't need to let it ring past three okay so in my mind I'm like I got it. Okay, I'm going to answer the phone and after every before three rings or at three rings. And I answered that phone so much that I didn't even that I didn't get to train on anything. Their training process was not how I would have gone about it, but whatever. So I even asked a girl one day, I said, Is this a test of me answering this phone by the third ring? Because I'm not learning anything else. I know how to answer a phone and. <laughs> Stuff. I know how to count the three. He said, no, it's not a test. And I was like, well, so wish somebody would have told me that a long time ago because I'm just sitting here. You're not answering it, so I'm going to answer the phone. But I, um, I learned a lot in the very short amount of time that I worked there. And, you know, I got let go based situations that were out of my control. We had a snowstorm. Um, my supervisor got COVID, so I got tested. So I was out of work for three weeks, four weeks. And then the day that I say I'm getting another test, she says it's fine, and then she fires me. Wow. So, but I learned a lot. How did you fare? Because you just mentioned snowstorm. It reminded me. Texas, I know, got hit really oh, uh, hard. Had, had, did, you, did you get uh, hit hard with that? Because you're, you're like a stone's throw from Texas, right? You're right on the border. Well, we're in Arkansas, but that storm that you're talking about particularly, I was driving to a – show a podcast show that me and my friend watch from dallas to austin and out of the blue there was the biggest blizzard i've ever experienced in my life in texas that we had to drive through and it was scary and then here i was trapped in this apartment well everybody was trapped but yeah trapped down here for about a week but did you have heat Oh, yeah. My oh, because there were people on. in Texas who had, had absolutely no heat. Oh, well, really. you know, they're whoever left they're them all by themselves. Yeah. I saw footage of um, a line between Texas and Arkansas. And on the Arkansas side, it was plowed nice. It, they had snow, but it was plowed completely. And on the Texas side, it, it was just blocked completely. And it, it was basically about how the highway departments in whatever, I think it was right around Texarkana, uh, how they are just incompatible one side knows how to deal with snow and the other one doesn't so i guess arkansas deals with snow more than texas huh? no we don't know how to <laughs> we don't we get we don't know how to deal with snow here or in texarkana 
Texas side or Arkansas side. And give us a, a blizzard. It's or you know, shut the city. City shuts down. So do you have summer there now? Do we have summer? Yeah, yeah. Now it's probably about eighty degrees now. No, no, it's not. It's it was chilly today. Um, it's still spring. Wow. We don't get warm until. What is it? it? A, we get we get ice storms in through July sometimes. Thank you, assistance. We get snowstorms until we July. That's not true. It wow. starts to warm up in about May. That's weird because when I, I spring break is I like next week I think and I we used to take spring break. Oh, of course, Galveston is a long way away from you in Corpus Christi and that kind of stuff. But it's still it's not that far that that because it was summer in. In the third week of April, and when I but we're talking about in the 1850s when I went to school, um, 100, 200 years ago, or something you look good for that 210. <laughs> yeah, uh, so what else, what else is um going on with you? What are you what are you doing blogging and working, and that's that's the whole life? Uh, working so this new job is. I'm basically, well, I'm not my own boss. I have a boss, but it's a small company he started. So I have my own clients that I see every day, let their dogs out, play with them. So I hang out with, I just get to hang out with dogs all day. And um, I have been doing a podcast with a friend of mine, Fabian, and then his friend Corwin, who I guess is a friend of mine now. And on Wednesdays. And so we'll sit here and then Corwin will be where Corwin is. I haven't even met him face to face yet, but <laughs> we've been doing um, recording episodes and they have everything to be a great podcast and they know what they're doing. They're just do working out some tweaks and, you know, doing all the necessary stuff before they actually put things out for people to listen to which is opposite of what I did. But uh, the podcasting world has gotten so insane since COVID though. I mean, I think, I think I read the other day that uh, there have been uh, two podcasts added every minute since uh, January of 2020, two podcasts every single minute. That's (laughs) discouraging to me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, not, not that that doesn't mean you can't stand out if you're doing good content, compelling content that that matters to people. I think the the problem is we get a lot of a lot of guys who just two things: they're either jumping on the political bandwagon, want to be political pundits without really having any education in it, or they're comedians who are trying to be funny and can't. They're not real comedians; they they fancy themselves as comedians. Never did any stand up, never performed in front of a crowd, and think. All I need to do to be funny is say fuck a lot. <laughs> that's 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 what they they think. I mean, and so they get on there with their friends, they get drunk and high, and just say say fuck this, fuck that, fuck 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 fuck. fuck. And oh uh, wow, that yeah, a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Which ironically, that's what got kicked, me kicked off a of radio thirty five years ago, and is the reason that I'm doing podcasts now is because uh, I fell in love. Fuck a lot? I, I Not a lot, but at the times I did, it was on AM radio, and it uh, was probably around the time you were born. I'm guessing uh, you were probably born in the late 80s, early 90s, and 
it was probably 1988, 1989, and I was on AM radio, and we did not have a 7-second delay. And it, it kind of slipped out. Twice twice or three times it slipped out, but the one time in one night when it slipped out, it was like um, in the middle of me trying to be funny, but I was drunk. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to do that. It what? just, it like, will be aware of what's coming out of my mouth. Well, you sh- I shouldn't have had to have been. And they had a thing <laughs> called the seven second delay, but the in that the station I was on did not know how to work it. So oh. basically, uh, if in real radio, <laughs> a real a real station, they would have had seven seconds to say, "Wait, stop, edit, and and go again." Uh, but in my case, it didn't happen, and I was, I was, I was trying to be funny. They couldn't put a phone call through. I had a celebrity on the line, and I showed up late, drunk. Somebody else started my show for me, and he was panicking because he couldn't get through. Uh, they couldn't put a phone call through on the, on the line. So I start, sat down, and I started yelling at the engineer, and I was pun- punching the desk, and I kept saying, put a friggin' phone call through, and I kept saying friggin' and punching the desk. And one time it just came out, fuck, and I went, oh, shh. And I looked around the room, and everybody's mouth was just open. And I was like, I, I think I just got fired, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. And I lost my temper, and uh, it, it was an ugly, uh, ugly scene. People had to run out of the station. And, and that was the end of my radio career. But if it hadn't been for that, I would have never got into podcasting because I discovered I love radio, and this was an opportunity to feel like I was back on radio again. So, But I started before COVID, and but COVID brought everybody out. No. I started before COVID. I just don't want to anybody to go listen to what I had put out before COVID. Uh, what, <laughs> what would you be doing if, you know, I heard this asked of me last week, which is why I'm asking you. What, if you could be doing anything with your life, anything, sky's the limit right now, what would you be doing? Um, working on my campaign to be president. <laughs> really? You have political ambitions, do you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, dude. Yeah, surprisingly, you. Well, I mean, I know. I mean, I am not old enough yet. But when uh, in twenty twenty four, is that when the next one is? Yeah, yeah, it's too. It's I'll be old enough. So I'm not rich either. So I need to go ahead and start. I told my dad about this, and I didn't. He, you know, he's. It wasn't. He. I didn't get very much support from me, Dad, but. I've always said that I would be president. I even had someone tell me that I couldn't be the president because I'm a girl and I have a period. And that affects uh, my decision-making. Okay, yeah. I wrote a blog about that, too, a post about that. Uh, uh, it depends. You know, some women, that that's true of. Some women definitely become extremely emotional during that time. But not. It, it's different for every every woman who gets it some women some women you uh you see no change in their behavior or attitude at all during that that time of the month and some women just become evil (laughs) scary yes we do and we can be (laughs) i I used to tell my dad my little brother go it's that it's time just go the fuck away But, but i mean anyways i think i honestly think that women we are we are more emotional and compassionate. So being president might be a little more more difficult. But then again, who knows? Because y'all, nobody will elect a woman. So who knows? The country could just 
Oh, I think I think sooner or later a woman will be elected, but I don't think you want to do it because that means half the people in the country, at least half the people in the country, are going to hate you. (laughs) No, no, I mean that's the state of the. (laughs) You okay with that? I mean, what did I do to make them hate me yet? Just be on one side or the other. There's two sides, and they're going to pick one. And whichever one you are on, the people on the other side are going to hate you just for being on that side. That's the way politics works. (laughs) You know what? I'm down for it. You are. I I really don't like when people hate me. I have a problem, and people have written to me lately and said I need to be a little meaner. What happened to what? I used to have kind of a rough edge when I was young, but now be mean. Let's let's see it. Could you be mean to me right now? Yeah. You could? Yeah. Okay, do it. I can't. I can't. I can take it. I can't. I just just don't have it. Do you want me to be mean to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see what you got. I have nothing bad to say about you. See, that's that's, that's how I feel. And so somebody said to me, I need to, uh, uh, I need, to be less patient with my with, with the guests because they don't agree with them. The people listening and writing me emails that saying you should have argued with that guy, and it's like, and and Jimmy was one of them. Your father was one of them. I got a lot of hate mail w- when he was on that I should have argued with him about stuff. I said, well, I didn't really have anything to really argue with him. He's presenting evidence that seems compel- compelling, and that's why I, I didn't say I totally endorsed everything he said. I said I. I think he had some good points and some great pictures and some great evidence and made some good points about stuff. What am I, what am I supposed to do? Pick a fight with somebody just because you, you don't agree with them. <laughs> it, it, it. Are these people posting in the chat while they're doing that? Uh, sometimes they do it in the chat. Yeah. The other night I had, uh, one guy just going off on, on my guest. Thank. That's why I had it hidden. Why you couldn't see the comments in the beginning, uh... because sometimes they can be pretty rude to the guests. Yeah. Dad. People, you know, the internet brings out the worst in people. It brings out, um, I, I have an opinion, and not only do I have an opinion, but I need to force my opinion on you. And and if you don't agree with me, you're evil. I hate you. Well, you, <laughs> you already uh, expressed your opinion about me, so take yeah. that, people. Anyways, yeah. anyway, if they have, uh, if they want to comment or if they have something to say about it, then they should. Um, I, I like know. what I like what oh, what Jimmy Roberts has to say about me right now. You gotta love a guy who got kicked off radio. It's a quote <laughs> from Doctor Johnny Fever, WKRP. That's funny. <laughs> Adam says he's he's writing mean things in in his head about me. Right. Who's Adam like? A- Adam Adam <laughs> Lippy. He, he's uh he's my resident movie expert. He's a former film critic, a, a filmmaker, and we do a movie night the last Wednesday of every month here. And uh, I think he's writing mean things about me in his head. Um, it could okay. be about me. No, nah, I don't. I don't, I, don't I don't think you. So you're not you're not threatening in any way to to him or anybody that I know or can see. Um, you talked about animals right so uh you're you're an animal lover but i know uh, there's a picture i have of you in the promo with the bird on your shoulder but you got three cats uh how does that work out that bird those pictures made me laugh and they have i remember where i was in each of those pictures the one with the bird that's wazo 
And that was taken about 10 years ago, give or take a year at my best friend Landon's. And that's that for that picture. But that, that was his bird that I would watch. Uh, anyways, he loved, Wazo loved me. The other picture, however, is the story behind that picture is interesting. Or the situation that I put myself in was not a situation most people would put themselves in. Uh, yeah. Or would want to, maybe. <laughs> but yeah. you know, obviously, people do. <laughs> it was you did. I did. Yeah. Um, do you uh, do you hear uh, does does my accent sound like really really uh, hardcore New York to you in your mm-hmm. ears? Yeah, yeah. I heard my accent for the first time today, listening back to a video I did. And uh, usually you can't hear your own accent. I have to say because I'm, I'm bringing this up is because I've talked to a lot of people from the South lately. Uh, a guy from Tennessee, and we we had like a battle of the accents. I could hear his; he could hear mine. I don't hear like a strong accent with you. Did did you go through uh, some kind of voice uh, training not to or, or not to sound so southern? Yeah. No, I think it's maybe living down he- here because I notice in my dad when my dad my dad is more of a slang than I do now. But I think it's being in Arkansas for so long, maybe. Um, but when I drink, it will come out. <laughs> That's okay. funny. So, so obviously there is some, um, uh, some conscious, uh, because if you drink and it comes out, there must be some conscious restraint of it or conscious, um, effort to not sound. So nobody here sounds, nobody here sounds as country as people do further down south. Ah. Texarkana. Well, I've, I've been to Arkansas, and there are parts of Arkansas where I could not understand people. <laughs> what? And they couldn't understand me. Yeah. Uh, when, when in the real rural areas of Arkansas, sure, uh, chicken scratch, turkey scratch. Turkey scratch, Arkansas, you know where that is. Is that a place? Yeah. That's a, that's a place. <laughs> no. Yeah. And they, they are very... Um, very rural, and they they talk with a deep southern drawl, and they can they can't understand me, and I can't understand them. It's I like love a, New York accents; is probably one of my favorite. Wow, I, I I don't I don't hear it until today. I heard it in in one one phrase. I said, I said, wow, that sound that sounds like real. Like I'm trying to purposely sound like, hey, I'm from Brooklyn, yeah, yo. <laughs> But uh, anyway, so the accent thing is it's been on my mind lately. And it's like, and it's something I think about because people, the the inability to hear it in the people you deal with every day. So you say people there don't sound like, but your ears are not tuned to hear it. Right. When I moved to Florida in high school, uh, and I came back to New York. I adopted a Florida accent pretty quickly. Uh, I think when you're young, sometimes that can happen a lot quicker. I think if I went to Florida and lived there for six months, six years now, I don't think I would get it. I think this is this is the way I'm probably going to talk What does a Florida now. accent sound like? I didn't uh, know that there really was one, to be honest. Oh, with you. yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's weird. It, it's Southern, but it's not the same Southern. It's a, it's, because there are a lot of displanted New Yorkers there too, because they they poison the water. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Really fast? Whenever I turn my tone of my screen down, is it affecting you? Because no. you see this. No. I it can't seemed, do that. Oh, yeah, we yeah we yeah. So, seen a little. 
It it's really dark on, on my it's really dark on my side, but it's not gonna record that way. Oh, uh, well, it's a it? little it's a little dark. It's not like really dark though. Is it? Uh, no, that's really dark. Okay, we'll do that. And when you have it on uh, bright, it uh, it lights you up kind of blue, with like the blue computer light. I used to get some really bad reflections in my glasses, but I'm, I'm not, not so much anymore. That's why I wear these because they're not that reflective. When I wear the other other glasses, they reflect completely. You you go with 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 or without the glasses, eh? Can you you can see the computer? Well, I'm gonna take. The, yeah, I can see the computer, and I can close an eye and see all that. It's good. No. I I remember <laughs> first first time I realized that my eyes were starting to go. It was in my mid thirties, and uh, you know, I just attributed to working too hard at the computer. But uh, I never wore glasses until like thirty nine. Whoa! Go wait. So um, I actually have was born with this terrible vision, um, and I was born with ocular albinism. So I basically have albinism in my eyes. Wow! And Nobody in my family has it, so I don't know if it shows up on this, but my eyes wiggle because I can't control the muscles in them unless – and, like, if I'm lying or drinking, they get a lot worse. And my vision is bad, especially at night, and I don't have protection from the sun. So I'm supposed to wear sunglasses every time I go outside. And when I was little – and I got had to wear those sunglasses that would fade into sunglasses or the glasses that faded into sunglasses when you went outside and when you came in, they were fine. Hmm. That's why it, they're so it, blue. Well, it's hard to see that right now, but it's yeah. in, the, in the photographs that comes through, but right, right now you're, uh, you are a little dark, but not that you're not like sitting in the dark. Not like, uh, well, like, I don't have the best lighting. Not like this. <laughs> <laughs> but in, this 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 and it occurs wow, you, you more in males than it does in females so really i don't know what happened to me <laughs> but uh, it's a part of me you're special thank you you're special it's, um do you have a um do you have a big group of friends no <laughs> no I, you know, I don't have a big group of friends, and do you want to know why? Sure. I mean, I know I basically know why it happened to me. It was over time, but I, sure, tell me why. What happened you... over time, though, to you first? Well, I didn't. I never grew up, and my friends did. Uh, they all got married, and 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 even when I got married, I still didn't grow up. I I've been a little boy playing rock and roll star uh, for. 55 years and still uh, living a very immature life. And all my friends grew up, grew old. Uh, most of we're all grandparents, but uh, a lot of all my friends act like grandparents. And I'm still acting like uh, I did in high school, like a teenager, like a really uh, free spirit, uh, hippie, uh, out, of, out of time and place. So yeah. Why, why did it happen fun. with you? So Mine is the opposite. My friends never got to grow up, actually. So uh, they didn't because they passed away. So a lot of 
so when I go back home, I go visit my friends in cemeteries and it is, yeah. uh, it's really sad. And that's another, one of the reasons that mental health is such a big part of my life is because a lot of the deaths were, uh, overdoses, um, from self-medication per, or right. suicides and, uh, so this, so I don't have a big group of friends anymore. I have a small group of friends that I, we still have each other, and uh, that's. I mean, what is it? It's quantity, not wait. What is it? Quality, well, quantity, not qu quality, not quantity. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I'm sorry to bring up those sad memories. You, I, I actually no, know. I know what what you gone through because i lost a son at 30 years old from heroin addiction i'm sorry um and then all his friends uh, right around the same time like, and this is just five five years ago now but in a row i mean like probably mm -hmm. no exaggeration 25 or 30 30 year olds or, or around the late 20s or, or just at the 30 year old mark. when i say that uh, it i mean 25 to 30 the exact same of my yeah, friends. It, it's a sad epidemic among your generation. Is it slowing down at all? Or because um, with up here and with the hits, I think it's just like we ran out of enough kids to, to do it. I mean, as bizarre and sad and extreme as that sounds, I think I just lost a you know the the number. It's a numbers game, and so we had twenty five or thirty in a row. And then I haven't heard about it in a couple of years, but I think it's just because they've all died, sadly enough. Yeah, that's um, and I know during COVID, I lost a friend. Um, it, there was nothing to do, and so people were, you know, people our age would do drugs and overdo it. And that one of my blogs is called "The Pusher," and that was dedicated to him because we push our bodies to doing these drugs and you know and you keep pushing and pushing and doing it and then eventually you know you can't push anymore and he died and i think that was a big thing during covid was a lot of uh suicides and overdoses because kids didn't have anything to do so they did drugs yeah but well okay. when i grew up i mean i took it yeah, when i grew up i didn't grow up but when i was young <laughs> When I was young, I took every kind of drug in the world except heroin. For some reason, heroin was the the you know the devil. Don't as long as you don't go there, you'll be okay. I tried cocaine. I mean, all my friends got addicted to cocaine for some reason. Mm -hmm. I never got addicted to it. But uh, LSD, mescaline, uppers, down it. Pills were the big thing in my generation because you can get them free from grandma, grandma's uh, medicine cabinet. Uh, but mm -hmm. we, we did every kind of drug under the sun. But heroin was the one, it was the bugaboo that nobody dared touch. And I did know one or two hardcore guys who got hooked on heroin. Uh, and died from it when I was young, but it was nothing like uh, what we went through five or six years ago with my son's generation. And uh, I wonder, like, um, why that is, why that line got crossed at some point. I think there's just so many drugs out there right now. I, I mean, ecstasy, and you know better than yeah. I do. Yeah. But you know, so sometimes I'm like, don't be my friend because you, you could die. 
And I know that's very morbid, but it's like, damn, like I just, I don't know. I just, it leaves me speechless a little bit. And I, I, you know, at one point in my life, I was addicted to cocaine. And back in um, when I was in college, when I went to college for a little bit, and I went to rehab for it and overcame that. Um, and I've had my demons and struggled with those. Uh, but where was I going with this? Oh, I was going to go somewhere deep. You know, a lot of people with some sort of mental illness, depression or anxiety, if the, you know, prescriptions doctors are prescribing you, they mess with your brain. And I think I mentioned this last time or I have in my blog or somewhere that it's taken 10 years for me to get to the point where I have something that works for me and I'm lucky to be here because I've been to the point where I didn't want to be here anymore. And almost like all my friends have passed away and I have wanted to leave this earth, but I'm still here. So that gives me more of a uh, drive to keep mental health a big make people talk about it or make it more important or and people to look at what or we've been through and see it through our eyes i guess you know what i mean right i get it yeah absolutely i think you're doing that i mean first of all you're very open about things that you've gone through and you're talking like as uh, if therapy is not a stigma and it's it shouldn't be but a lot of people look at it that way and get uh, and are closed up about it. Like they feel like if if I admit if I admit I need help with some things, people are going to judge me differently, uh, look at me differently. So I better not talk about what mm-hmm. I'm going through. And so I think by doing that, you're helping people at least see that at least for you, you're not you don't have any shame or guilt about it. You're you're trying to. I do don't. something positive right i mean it is a, it is a part of me but it isn't it doesn't it's not it doesn't make me i mean i have this but that's not who i am i'm not my mental illness i'm morgan marie roberts but i so i'm gonna go a little deep real quick and i know you went through a deep week but um <laughs> My really good friend passed away a couple years ago. Well, it'll be two years this October. And we dated in my early 20s, very much in love with this person. And we kept up with each other um, until the day he passed away. And we, I knew he was depressed and I knew that he, we, he knew that I had depression and we would always be there for each other if we needed someone to talk to but we didn't really tell anybody else that we were talking to each other mainly because I, my boyfriend at the time was a jealous asshole. And so I couldn't have any boyfriends, guy friends or, um, friends period. So no. Yeah. And, um, I'll talk about that in a second. Um, this past weekend, me and Kayla went home for a wedding and then we actually met up with his mom and dad and were able to, um, say goodbye to him because I hadn't had that closure yet. And it's been really, really hard because I need that physical presence to say goodbye. 
And so we were able to sit out, you know, four hours of conversation with his mom and pictures and uh, talk. I was able to comfort her with she did everything she could because with mental health people, you know, people that are watching someone go through it, they don't know what to do or say. And it's really, you can do all, you can do as much as you can, but that's, as, that's all you can do really. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. Again, yeah, I, you know, losing a son, it doesn't get any more. Um, I'm blaming myself, wondering what I could have done. His mother blamed herself, and she wondered what that, she could And have that's done. kind of what they, she was saying. was like I, she hated watching it, but the doctors gave, you know, prescribing medication that didn't work. And um, the fact that she was, they were trying to help is means more than not caring at all you know right so and also the fact that he was not alone when he passed away he did have i he was he, you know we did communicate and he was not alone and she did everything she could and that's it she shouldn't feel guilty nobody should feel guilty um it was an accident um but it was from self medication and there's just There's a new, there's a group that I'm joining, or I joined, I think I joined, and it's called the Make It, o It's Okay, and it's so, it's, the mantra is, it's okay to talk about it. <laughs> um, so people need to it? fucking talk about it. Let's talk Can about it be anything? Or is or are we just talking about, uh, like, drug abuse and stuff? No, uh, it can be anything can under it? the umbrella of... Wow. I'm Cause I, I my my um my I don't know mantra my my belief is that we're all broken and 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 wounded in a very profound way. Some people hide it better than others, but I think every at seven billion people on the planet, I think we're all suffering from some wounds that we can uh, categorize under the umbrella of mental illness in some way or another. And I think sometimes. It's wrong for people to hide it, but I understand why they do. But if you're good at hiding it, you set this example that we look at from the outside and say, oh, they've got their shit all together. And and now I'm going to turn it back around on myself. Why don't I have my shit all together like they do? And then that's going to compound my uh, mm -hmm. self-loathing and all that stuff. So as much as I yep. appreciate and can understand why somebody would want to act like they're not broken, I think they do a disservice to the rest of humanity by acting like they're not broken. Do you, do you, do you follow me on that logic? I, I don't know. Well, yeah, but also, the, I mean, they're not doing anything for them to help themselves by hiding it because I hid it for a long time. And then, I mean, I, I mean, I'm glad that I opened up about it. Is that what you're getting at? You're happy that they're not saying something about it? Yeah. Um, but I mean, if they did, then they could get help, and then then they wouldn't be, you know, who knows what's going on but up there. For for narcissists, uh, asking for help is is impossible. Narcissists. Uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you can be depressed and have a lot of anxiety and be a narcissist, <laughs> and yeah. you know, so and they can't ask for help. So that. And, you know, there's a whole, whole that's lot the of stigma, people. though. You know, yeah. 
the human mind is a mystery that waiting to be solved that I don't think will ever will there, be. There's a show, I haven't watched it, podcast that these two guys, people, the guests, it's basically everybody has something wrong with them. We all do. Or we all, most of us take something for something, uh, you know, cope with drinking. Like we're all taking something to alleviate some sort of a pain whether it's a headache and so the guests that's what the whole show is about we're all doing something to alleviate some sort of pain so what's your what are you doing kind of a thing did that yeah i don't know maybe i should go listen to that but i thought that was interesting hmm yeah, I, I don't know. We're all taking something. Some people are not taking necessarily a chemical, though. People can be uh, supplementing for their pain in all sorts of behavioral ways that, you know, religion could be a drug for some people. Uh, and we're seeing a lot of cults and all that kind of stuff uh, take the place of therapy or self-awareness or self-improvement and all that stuff, too. I mean, people get involved in those cults for that reason is because... They're wounded. They just don't know uh, another way to go. And then somebody offers them salvation or whatever yeah. it is they're offering them. And it becomes an easy easy addiction into that feeling of, and then there's, there's the runner side. Wait till people. these people find out what's who's what's really going on up there with this nerd person controlling everything. It's a, I thought it was, yeah, a, a geek, a computer geek. That's, oh, a computer geek. Uh, Sorry. I need to write that down. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh are you writing the blog uh consistently now are you are you are you sharing your thoughts on a consistent basis there more consistently yeah because i'm not i like to um spread myself really thin or i tend to and so i'm enjoying the podcast with fabian and corwin and i don't have to do the editing which i told you was my biggest downfall of putting episodes out was listening to myself over and over so i don't have to edit and corwin gets to listen to it over and over and i don't have to do anything so it's been a wow. fun experience doing it that way so maybe i'm thinking that i need to if i once it gets back up maybe i do need a a co-host i don't know well when we first met you were doing a podcast and you were calling it i still learning yeah, it's not I, that anymore. And you changed it to my last mistake. It's not gonna be that anymore either. I know, but what was I want to know? What was the, my last mistake implies an ending to something? Well, uh, I wanted to tie it in with still learning about life's shit, but more about like what your a mistake you made that you want to share that could that could potentially help someone out. But then I get people on that website, Matchmaker, that want to be on the show, and I can't incorporate what they want to do with it. So I just I just don't need a topic. I don't. That's just it. Yeah, I, I get bored with this. And the, the, they say that the key to a successful podcast is to niche down and be about just one thing. Yeah. But I, I, I can't do that. It's too boring. I, I can't stay and just talk about one topic every single day or, right. or even every week or whatever it is. It's just, it's not, not what does it for me. So I'm just going to do what I want to do. And if people like it, they like it. If they don't, if they don't, they don't. They don't. Yep. 
Yeah, that's my outlook on on the way things are going. Uh, but I was curious about why the name change and where. It so, do you have uh, a definitive plan to do uh, another podcast soon? Yes. I uh, yes, I do. Okay, I, I do. I mean, I've been work. Oh, it's it. What is today? It won't be on pause for very long. I don't fucking know. Maybe. It- Maybe I'm meant to just be a guest. Ah, no, 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 uh, no! You can't, you can't not do it. First of all, um, as I mentioned in the intro, and I'm, I'm not blowing smoke here. You have a fabulous voice for for what you do, and the last one I listened to was the one about Doctor Phil. You know that one, uh, but. What? I was I was listening to your voice and just thinking, wow, man, what a gift that is. And you don't I know you said you hate the sound of your own voice, but it really sounds because you don't sound stressed when you're doing it. And you don't sound uh, like there's any. Inauthenticity in it. It sounds like you're just delivering straight from the heart and your voice is really clear clear and 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 easy to listen to i think you have a gift for radio i really do i think you should be either podcasting or be in radio and uh, and again i know in your family's history of, of radio uh it seems like a natural thing for you <laughs> maybe that's your purpose self-help radio self-help you Oop, you're locked up here can what can i do anything unlock you? You're a little frozen up here. Oh, Fabian says, just let me be uh, your editor. Yeah, you're unfrozen. Uh, am I just still locked me... up? Yeah, you're, you're good now. So, good now? so no, so, so no, uh, okay, no, we made uh, it. What... yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, What's your response to my uh, suggestion that you belong in radio? Um, I mean, I agree. I I agree with you, and and family. It's just my voice is. You know what? I, I do what? Don't don't edit it and just do it and not listen to it. Well, in radio, there's no editing. In radio, there's no editing. It goes. It's like this. It goes out live. It is as it is. No editing. And this is why I love doing this is because I don't edit anymore. I mean, when I first started the podcast, I was a little crazy about editing. I would do it all the time and 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 spend hours doing it. The first three shows, I think I spent uh, probably twelve hours editing uh, the first three shows, and then. I, once I started doing it live, it's like this is very free. If I make a mistake, people understand it's a live broadcast. Live stuff happens, uh, but radio is much more. F- and so this is much more like doing radio now than a podcast and radio uh-huh. and television at the same time. <laughs> I am who I am, uh, but I, I do I'm, hope. Go ahead. Yeah, no, it's just the the editing part Come of on. it w- was not was not fun. But I didn't have a Fabian. No, to it wasn't. It. Right. It's not Fabian. It's Corwin. So oh. thank you, Corwin. Oh well, Fabian said, "Saying let me be your editor, right? Just let me be your oh. editor." Fabian says, "Editor of yeah. what?" 
Uh, your podcast, I guess. Oh. Okay, I mean, I will gladly give my podcast to someone to edit so I don't have to listen to it. But then again, I would love to get to this point, and so would they. They mentioned it last night. Um, they they don't give themselves enough credit. And eventually, hopefully, these episodes will be recorded out soon. I keep um, going out. I w- it's my I just lowered the resolution because we were getting uh, hung up here, and I think that's uh, the the computer geek up in the sky is telling us it's time to wrap it up. Uh, but I well, do uh, bullshit. I know. We want, you want to? What should? Uh, how do we stop them? We can't I'm stop look them. into that. No, I'm gonna look into that, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna reach out. I think you're having a. I think you're having a Wi-Fi issue on your side. Uh, Dad says you have. Uh, I hope he's not talking to me. He's saying you have a radio voice I and definitely. a television and a television face. Go for it. No, he can't be talking to me with the television face. Uh, <laughs> Am I still messed up? No, you're good. Okay. What I was saying was, give me the names of these people that believe in this computer geek and. Well, uh, I'm gonna do something about that. Nick Bostrom is the is the big guy, but I, I will, I'll, uh, you know, when when they come on, if I can get one on, I will definitely let you know and invite you to participate. Uh, if you want to ask some questions, that I'm just curious about it because, again, these are guys who never had any belief in God. All of a sudden, they believe in God, but they believe in God is uh, uh, something so weird and strange to me is like a teenager not they don't say it's a teenager but i'm thinking most most app developers are <laughs> whiz kids with a laptop or even sometimes a tablet or whatever but uh typing away in mom's basement <laughs> getting smoking smoking a lot of reefer and drinking a lot of coca-cola <laughs> covid messed some people up is what i think that's what that is but i'm gonna look that up and then i will i'm gonna try and help you get them on here Okay, I I will send I will send you an email with all the people I'm trying to get in the contacts, and you can you can help me out. And Brian Cox, I'm gonna just blow his shit up until he responds. <laughs> I'm in love with him. Really? <laughs> yeah. Why? Well, his accent, and um, he was well. in a band, and he's a physicist, and I love his ideas about. about Everything. I don't want to know what he has to say about this computer geek. Yeah. Okay. I'll get him on. <laughs> okay. Fuck you, Joe Rogan. Yeah. You uh, love Joe Rogan, though. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that back. Well, Rogan, I think, goes a little too far with conspiracy theories sometimes. I think, he, he, you know... Um, I don't know how your dad would feel about that. When he, I have him back on, I'm going to ask him about this. But uh, Rogan's, <laughs> Rogan's theories about uh, he's not an anti-moon landing guy anymore, but he was that we never went to the moon. It was all faked in a, in a oh. uh, Hollywood backstage or something, uh, back lot or something, uh, soundstage. Stupid. Yeah, but uh, he gets uh, really... <laughs> oh, your dad says uh, you love Steven Tyler too, but Steven Tyler is eighty years old now. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I 
I'm in love with Steven Tyler more than Brian Cox, but it's been a long time that I've been in love with him. So. Wow. He was my first concert at 14. Well, well, I have friends who know Steven Tyler pretty well. Actually, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, um, one of my friends, a uh, guy who I've had on the show, Kevin Mazur, is uh, one of the biggest um, rock and roll photographers for Rolling Stone magazine. And for, uh, and the artists, the, all the rock stars know him. And so he becomes a personal photographer of them. And uh, he's good friends with Steven Tyler and has introduced every single one of my friends except me to Steven Tyler, which is still a, a six in my craw because... You know, I, I always think I should be first in line. <laughs> I'm yes. a musician. Come on. I want to meet Steven Tyler. Me too. He is, he is uh, in my opinion, the greatest rock and roll singer of all time. Thank you. <laughs> so anyway. Anyway, yeah. thanks, thanks for coming. Don't don't wait another 235 episodes to come back again. I won't. I'm going to go okay. ahead and I'm going to hang up here and I'm going to go ahead and um, get back on that calendar. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, well, thanks for coming in and give my love to everybody uh, there, dad, mom, baby, and everybody. <laughs> well, Thank you. Uh, I'll talk right. to you soon. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Morgan Roberts, my, uh, folks, that's our show for tonight. I don't have a show this weekend because I'll be out performing with the band tomorrow night in Lindenhurst, uh, New York, at a place called Goche Doro 2. And then where are we? Um Saturday night, we're in Smithtown, Long Island, at the Garden Grill. That's where we'll be. Anyway, so I'll be doing that this weekend. I might do a, uh open mic night Sunday night if, if uh, I'm so inclined. Or do I have something scheduled? Let me, let me look really quickly. I hope I don't have something scheduled. I do have something scheduled for, uh, for Sunday night and Sunday afternoon, looks like. So look at me. i got two shows on Sunday. Uh, so 1 o'clock and 8 p.m. and 8 p.m on Sunday. Till then, I'm Matt Napple for the Mind Dog TV Podcast. Thanks for coming. I hope you enjoyed this uh, little chat we had tonight. Until next time.
me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. 